But sometimes we, we do release a version of the app and we make mistakes and break things or sometimes people find things are broken. And I used to be super, super worried about like releasing the perfect build. Um, but then I realized when I released a build that was had a few bugs in, and then if you address those bugs, your customers will often like be even happier. So I've had people like, thank you so much for fixing that bug. I just upgraded for premium. It was like, so we broke it and then we fixed it and that made you upgrade. Well, today on Afternoon Tea, I'm super, super, super excited to have a good friend, Craig, who I've known for, for gosh, almost 10 years now, I would say, Craig. Um, must be, yeah. Must be. Um, come, come, come join me. Um, let's just set this up first. So Craig Slagle is the founder of RunGo, the first navigation app for runners and walkers. RunGo helps people find great running routes, then guides them with turn-by-turn voice navigation. RunGo is used worldwide by hotels, running clubs, races, events, runners, and walkers to provide the best local experience without getting lost. Craig has over 17 years of running experience and has competed, or sorry, completed over 30 marathons, I guess competed works too, and over <laughs> 90 ultra marathons. My gosh, why would you choose that over the other one? Craig also brings over 20 <laughs> Craig also brings over 20 years of experience to technology working in digital media, video games, and visual effects. Craig, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Yeah, Excellent. actually, I hit um a hundred ultramarathons a couple of years ago. Insane. So, um I haven't finished many since then, but I've done the shorter ones. But yeah, it's been a fun journey. The ultra marathons actually have really good food. They often have beer <laughs> at the end. So mostly I run for food. So um makes sense. It I makes sense. You run it, you run a marathon, they give you like maybe a granola bar at the end. And you run the <laughs> ultra marathon, they have pizza and beer and lots of you deserve food at it. The end. Yeah. You deserve it. Well, where was the last ultra marathon you ran? Um, the last ultramarathon was right before everything shut down. Um, mm -hmm. That was called the Dirty Duo. That was in the North Vancouver Lynn Valley area. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's a beautiful place um, to run. Yeah. So it's a nice one. And then everything else has been canceled since then. I here, dig here it. In I Canada, dig they're still having them down in the US, but um, who wants to go down there right now? We'll, we'll, we'll leave, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. But, um, in that context. but you know what, why don't you do this? I mean, I've always been a huge fan of run go the, the app. I've yeah. always been amazed um, and, you know, proud of knowing you and the fact that it's often on as one of the Apple suggested apps um, since pretty much the Apple watch came out, I would suggest. Yeah. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the story behind Rungo, the, the maybe maybe the uh, the creation story of how you came up with the idea. So in the background, um, you can see my dog Dynasty, mm -hmm. um, and she's a lot of inspiration behind the app. So um, I've been a runner for many years. I started running, um, you know, over twenty years ago, and um, you know, I found it fun. But then I started traveling for work. I had some jobs that required a lot of travel. Mm -hmm. And I realized that um, running and following a route was always a challenge. And um, I would try to find um, running groups to run with that may not always work my schedule. Um, if I was running with other people, sometimes they were too fast or too slow. Mm -hmm. So either you're trying to keep up with them or you're just like, you know, are we ever going to get there? So um, 
I wanted something, I was a big, um, I was an early adopter of the car GPS when you actually had to buy like a system. Mm -hmm. um, and then I had one that you connect to the computer and I, I wanted something like that car GPS for running. And I thought about it a lot. I just thought, well, one day someone will come out with it. And then um, in 2012, I adopted Dynasty, my dog, and she's a retired guide dog. Mm -hmm. And my friends were like joking with me, oh, you know, you get lost so much, your dogs will guide you on runs. <laughs> so she doesn't like running. So that didn't work. We tried. And then we realized um, she's too smart to run. Um, <laughs> she likes to sniff stuff and relax and pee on things um, when I want to, you know, go somewhere. So, um, but I met her owners and we're talking about guiding. And I thought, you know, I could use some of this idea into a running app and I could use, um, you know, the points of interest. I could use um, how you navigate someone like, you know, in a hundred, you know, turn right ahead, you know, so I thought, okay, how much notice do you need? So I thought about that and she's the inspiration. And I thought I'm going to um, use Dynasty as my inspiration to build an app that guides you while you're running. We had two apps beforehand and they were kind of fun apps. I think when you start a company, your first few products should just be fun. I used mm -hmm. to be a teacher um, mm -hmm. and I used to call the first project the throwaway project. You would do a project, you have one week to complete a project because people used to get too like caught up in a project and they wouldn't want to give away it. So I said, you have one week and then we're just going to forget about this and you can't mm -hmm. touch it after a week. Um, and I found that really helped. And I thought I was going to say in my company, I did the first one, we did this um, game called Van City Dash, but it was a running game. Mm -hmm. um, the concept sounded really cool, but in practice, when you actually used it, it was super annoying. We turned, so the idea was we turned like Vancouver into like a platform game, mm -hmm. um, like kind of, you know, like a kind of Mario and you'd run around as you ran, you picked up coins, virtual coins. Um, and you'd hear ding, 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 as you run down, like all over the seawalls, you got coins and there was different areas of the city would unlock. Um, it had all these cool noises and things, but um, since we only had a few areas, it just, you end up like running weird places to get these coins to unlock stuff, but not really, you didn't really get to enjoy the run. Mm -hmm. So um, it sounded cool, but when you tried it, it was just annoying. And the noise was really annoying and just everything was annoying about it. And I think if, you know, AR was further along back then, um, with AR, it would have been kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, our first, my first ever app was actually an AR app. Um, when you had to like um, run around and find like virtual characters in the real world um, using an AR toolkit. <laughs> um, but we decided that was not worth it. And then several years later, Pokemon Go came out with, oh, maybe mm -hmm. we should have. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that's how Rungo started. It was um, a running app to help me not get lost. And then we um, partnered, we launched the event, launched the app at an event. Um, I want to have a launch event and I want to do something for a charity. Mm -hmm. So we had a guide dog event called Dash for Dogs and we raised money for BC Guide Dogs. And our first event, we just invite, we're just going to one-off launch event. Um, we expect about to have 50 people raise maybe 500, maybe a thousand dollars. And our first year we had over a hundred people. And I think we raised um, a little over $2,000. Fantastic. And, and then Everyone said, we're coming back next year. And there's no, no, it's a one-off event. And then the city said, when are you having your event again next year? So um, we had our sixth event last year, right before everything shut down in February, late February last year, um, raised $24,000. Wow. And this year we're actually hosting it. We're starting next week. 
with a virtual dash for dogs. Um, Makes sense. So, and so it's, it's been a nice full circle. You ask about Apple. We we found we kind of hit um, several places Apple really like. We hit fitness. Mm-hmm. And the other thing when we built the app, we actually thought about accessibility as well. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people don't think about. Um, so we've always designed our app to be accessible. And we've actually got um, a fair amount of vision impaired runners who use our app. So really? it's really nice to hear how they can use our technology. Can they really help them regain some independence? Well, I, I could, I could, I mean, we love, we love the accessible. Uh, I think, I think it's super important to try to, to try to, you know, make sure everyone can use your service, especially yeah. at the end of the day, because I think what makes RunGo so unique is you don't need to be tethered. Like you don't need yeah. the app. And I think Apple really likes that because they're looking for, you know, what applications are out there where you don't need to be tethered, where it's a, a true, you know, complement to the device itself. And, uh, yeah. and, and, and RunGo just makes, makes so much sense in that, in that, in that context. Yeah. We were really excited when the watch came out when and we were like, we were like, talking to Apple from like, we said, okay, when are you going to release the watch of GPS? And when it came out, I said, okay, we want to make an independent. So we were like, we were like, we've been waiting for this technology and we realized Rungo on the iPhone would be perfect on a wearable device. Mm-hmm. And we had actually looked at lots of wearable devices <clears throat> until then we'd looked at some of the Garmin's and a lot of their technology didn't have the features we needed. And one of the features we needed was the voice, the voice mm-hmm. of speech. Uh, or text-to-speech, um, and also just a processing power to handle navigation. Um, it's not like mm-hmm. it requires a bit more than just a, you know, simple tracking. So um, For sure. But we were lucky when the Apple Watch Series 2 came out with GPS, mm-hmm. um, and they've just got better and better. I, I have my Series 6, and I'll probably get the next one when it comes out, so... You know, I, I, I got to say, it's actually probably as, as Apple goes these days, it's my favorite device. Like people ask me all the time, what's your, what's your favorite Apple device? They're yeah. expecting the phone and all that, but it yeah. is the watch because there's so much that you can do with it that forces you to be a better person. And, and that yeah. sounds silly, but it forces yeah. you to exercise. It forces you to be yeah. competitive with your wife to make her exercise. Yes. Um, and, um, you know, it gives a lot of health and biofeedback and the whole bit. So I, I'm, I'm a fan. Well, you know what? So you were one of the, the lucky ones in the sense if you were in the dragon's den, about four years ago, which must have been terrifying. Um, but it you was also, terrifying. if you watch a video, you can see I was terrified. But yeah, it was interesting. Well, t- tell, um, me, tell me about that. Tell me about that. So what's happened was um, we were on the, so we went there, we got, we, we did our like, you know, pitch to get in. They had like, and actually went to Abbotsford because we realized the Vancouver one would be really busy. So we went to Abbotsford and there was like a bunch of farmers and um, <laughs> people with like products for like, you know, and then um, it was like, we have this thing for our truck and we're like, we're a software company. So they're like, okay. <laughs> um, but when we got there, um, you're waiting around and then eventually went in the afternoon, but they are behind schedule. So they're like, okay, we got to move, we got to move. And they're like rushing us. And we had this big kind of tech setup um, with our app displayed on the screen while they were meant to be like switching over these boards. Um, and I said, can we do a test? Can we do a, te- uh, ch- a tech test? And they said, we haven't got time for that. And <laughs> <laughs> No pressure. <laughs> so it's like, I'm thinking, okay, let's just hope it works. So we start our presentation and there's no audio. And our app is voice navigation. So the screen's changing, there's no audio. So like, oh, audio. And, um, <laughs> so I think that's why we were like a web um, 
versus like on the actual TV show. So they did a web episode for us um, <laughs> and they, they cut out our whole presentation because it was like, we need audio. And then the audio is coming in and then everything's out of sync. And <laughs> we kind of got back on track, but, um, but it was a really interesting experience. We were in there and they actually say that if they like you, they talk to you for longer. Mm-hmm. So we were talking, we were in there for over an hour, like answering Fantastic. questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was really interesting to hear things they said and the feedback we got from that. We got, you know, four offers. Um, we said yes to an offer between three dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the offers don't actually materialize. Yeah, that's what um, I heard. And, you know, we went through due diligence and we talked. So... So you, they make an offer, but then they do due diligence and they talk about things and, you know, they felt we were a little too early, mm-hmm. but we still had good conversations with, um, you know, with the different dragons and they gave us some really good feedback and it was nice. I had several phone calls with them and that was actually, in my view, more valuable than giving away equity because completely we had um, discussions that helped us kind of um, come with different directions for the company. Well, had you pitched, had you pitched, um, many times prior to being on the dragons, I I done a few pitch contests, but the dragons mm. then is a, a different beast. <laughs> it's a different level, I would imagine, <laughs> of pressure. And it's also you have to be you have to pitch. We also have to be entertaining as well. Um, mm. And they're going to they're going to ask you questions and sometimes like try to um, throw you as well. So I find when you pitch at like a Canadian like pitch contest. Usually the people you're pitching to are very nice and they don't mm-hmm. try to throw you and, you know, they just want to hear your stuff and they say thank you. But in Dragon's Den, they were pretty nice to us, but, mm-hmm. you know, they do try to throw you and they're like, you know, say different things to see if they can get a response. Well, you know, so I it's think, a TV I think show. It's, it was a TV show. And also, I mean, yes. at the end of the day, these people that are there, they're really successful. And the thing that I've, you know, discovered when you're when you're dealing yeah. with successful people is time is more important than money. Yes. And so they are amazingly to the point, um, which is even better. Cause you know, when people come yes. to me with an idea, I always say, well, ask your enemy, don't ask your mom because yes, your mom's yeah. going to love it. Ask your enemy and have them tell you why they hate it. You know, with a personal venom aside with it, yes. um, because you're going to find out a lot more truth from people who are being honest than, uh, than, than, you know, mom or dad, who's going to give you a hug anyhow. So, exactly. uh, <laughs> well, you know what? Um, so Rengo, I mean, you're partnering up with with racing clubs. I know hotels is a big a big part of the business. It was a big part. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a big part. Was and it was a big. Wait, and we're waiting for it to come back. Um, so one of the things we got actually got from Dragons Den, we mm-hmm. we had um, I think two hotels who just signed up with us just before Dragons Den, but it was like a big <laughs> boost for us, and that was um, and Fairmont Waterfront was one of them here in Vancouver, who has been very supportive um, mm-hmm. since day one. Um, we made a classic kind of um, startup mistake. So we were so excited to get Fairmont, we gave the product to them for free. Mm. Um, and we were kind of lucky because our partner at Fairmont said, you know, this is great. We should actually be paying for this. So I'm like, well, how much would you pay for it? And they said, mm-hmm. we pay these companies this much. I said, okay, we'll take that much. It's okay. And that's how, that's how that's our first negotiation. deal closed. Um, that's, that's a negotiation. But after that, I realized that that's not how, that was lucky because a lot of companies will keep taking a product for free um, for as long as they can get it, you know, and we're lucky, but Fairmont felt that we had a valuable product and mm-hmm. we're being, we're part, we're Fairmont on a much bigger scale now with multiple Fairmont properties 
around the world. Um, we just, you know, this year or in 2020, um, a new a Fairmont in Hawaii um, started working with us. So, uh, so we got, you know, we did close a couple of deals even good in 2020 with hotels. But it was shocking to me. It's like, oh, there's a few hotels. <laughs> still, you know, and they're 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 adapting. They they know mm -hmm. how to run a business, and they've made changes, and they know they have to do things to survive. So it's definitely slowing down. But we built. Um, we realize that when you're traveling, that you want to go for a run, and you don't always want to use a paper map when you're running with a paper map. It's just hard to read and run at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm and it just makes it difficult. So we wanted to give a better experience and we found it was something we could add a lot to that. And we went from the, you know, our guided running routes to walking routes. Mm -hmm. And then over the last year or two, we've actually started building um, concierge guides. There is a, um, a, guide, a map guide that works on um, mobile, um, you know, on the app or via a mobile website. Mm -hmm. We realize there's definitely a um, resistance to downloading apps. So we've got a bit more in the kind of web app experience and then mm -hmm. you get more if you download the app. Um, so that's been good. Um, so yeah, we've, and that's really allowed us to adapt a bit more and become more of a mapping company, like a mm -hmm. custom mapping company than just a running app that has opened that's up. That's interesting. Um, and the other thing we also built our um, concierge map tool there is mm -hmm. an iPad app that um, a concierge can actually draw on the iPad to create um, custom maps for the guests. So it is often that piece of paper that rip off a sheet from the big pad and they draw all over it on a pen. Mm -hmm. So we recreated that experience on the iPad. I, and I remember you showing me an early version of it yes, where yeah. you draw a dirty line, uh, you know, from point A to point B to point C and yeah. the AI cleaned it up on the map yeah, perfectly. Yeah. I was yes. I was honestly shocked by that when I saw it yeah. the first time. I mean, I thought that was so such a nice way of doing it, especially for a guy like me that can't even draw from point A to yes. point B in a straight line. Yeah. Um, but I also saw how much value that would create. I mean, people, yeah. you know, people come to Vancouver because they want to go for a run around the wall, you know, the seawall. They want to yes. they, they want to see these things. And just to have that quick interaction and then email them or to put it inside the app. And it's a great, yeah. it's a great way to uh, to leverage them into your you know, into your yeah. product too. So we use so, a QR code. Um, it just mm -hmm. generates a QR code and they just like aim their phone at the iPad and they get the route to them. And it's nice thing now it works through like glass barriers. So there's this mm -hmm. whole like mm -hmm. separation of concierge. It used to be like this close connection and now it's everything like, you know, keep distance. Yeah. So it's something yeah. you can do at a distance. So we've actually got a lot of interest from hotels who said, okay, we're on hold for the moment, who have come back now and said, hey, we want something that will work. Um, at a distance, you know, touchless mm -hmm. yep. as well. So, oh, that's I, that makes so much sense. And uh, yes. I, if if I were a runner, and this is not a gut of a runner, um, yeah. I would definitely. Yeah, it looks like Dynasty yeah, took a nap on the floor now instead. Yeah, she's she's trying to get my attention. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Yes. Well, you know what? Here, here here's a question because I've known you. Like I said, probably yeah. seven, eight, nine years. I would assume because we met through Vidya, the 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 the, the or I whatever you want to call yes. it back in the day, the the, the iOS uh, meetup the, group. Yes, and you were you were always a uh, you know a guaranteed that I was going to see you there, and I was always happy to, <laughs> to, to to see you. Where are you from originally, and why did you come to Vancouver? I have to ask those questions. Yes, so originally from London, from the mm -hmm. UK, not the, the little city in London. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know this too. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
and moved to initially the US in 95. Mm -hmm. um, I was, you know, wanted to get into the computer animation world. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't much in the UK back then. So I found a program in the US, did that. And I worked in, you know, computer animation for a while. Um, and then, you know, I, I got through like, you know, teaching for a bit, then I worked at EA and video games, and then I worked at Rhythm Hughes and visual effects. Um, and I saw a shift in the industry and I decided I wanted to try to do something myself. So I did a, you know, I went back to school, went to um, the digital media, um, the MDM program, I think they call it the <laughs> Center for Digital Media now, they keep changing their names. Um, yeah. <laughs> went to that and I, you know, kind of refreshed my skills a little bit and took some time to, you know, brush up on different things. I have a computer science degree previously. So I went from computer science to computer animation and then back to computers again. Oh. And, you know, started my company in 2012. And so I'm going to, I want to make, I want to combine my passion for running and my interest in technology and build something that encourages people to stay healthy and be fit. When I worked at EA, it was a lot of getting people to sit on in front of their computers and play games. And even in the film industry, as people sitting in the theater and watching movies, and I want, I, I always liked getting outside. I always, when someone tried to sell me a gym membership, it's like, well, why would I want to work at inside when I can go outside? <laughs> so it's like so, a treadmill so, behind me now, but that's, that was a investment early in 2020 when I realized people may not be able to get outside as much. And it makes sense. And, and now you're a true Vancouverite, so you don't mind running in the rain? No, I never mind running in the rain. I'm from London as well. So, no. you know, <laughs> rain's never really bothered me. <laughs> so, so, so how, how, so you've only, this is your first, your first startup then. Yes. Have you had, so how scary was it to jump from the, the, you know, working for the man, you can see my air quotes here yes. to, to doing your first startup. How, how, how scary was that? So I did kind of start up before, um, after EA, uh, between EA and Rhythm Hughes, I did consulting for a while. Mm -hmm. So I was like on my own, like independent consultant. So I did that for a bit. Um, so I had an idea a bit, but it's definitely um, is a challenge. I find, you know, one of the things that no one prepares you for is when you actually start hiring people mm. and just what's involved in respecting and working with your staff is definitely, um, you know, you often start by like wanting to control everything. <laughs> and people don't always like that. <laughs> um, and you have to find a balance between control and support and trust. And I found that took some some time to understand as well. And, uh, I, um, pe pe people are a very different thing than computers, you know, and yes. dogs for that matter. Yes, so yes. I I definitely appreciate. Well, what would you say, you know, since since founding RunGo, what's what's your biggest achievement that's come out of it? Um. You know, there's lots, but I think um, we actually got featured at WWDC mm -hmm. when we launched the Watch app. And just seeing my app in a presentation at WWDC was just like incredible. You know, that was like so exciting to, um, we, we got app of the day as well. We got mm -hmm. um, app of the Apple Watch in the year we released it was app of the year. Mm -hmm. for the mm -hmm. Apple Watch. And that was, again, this really is, exciting. That, so, that's so getting Academy Award from, stuff. <laughs> yeah, get, like, like getting recognized by companies like Apple was incredible. And also when we signed deals with Fairmont, like getting, you know, a hotel 
and hotels at that level using mm -hmm. our technology is scary. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, yeah. it's like, but it's also, it's like, you know, people, you know, people are believing in you and believing in what you're doing. Um, and then there's one other thing that um, was when it comes to accessibility, but I think was the most meaningful moment in the company. So um, we met this lady, Rose, um, at um, a Marathon Expo when we initially said, oh, we can like promote our app at a Marathon Expo. That didn't really work great, but we met this visually impaired runner and I said, do you want to try this out? You know, it's not designed for visually impaired runners, but we, we kind of made it accessible. We thought about people who are visually impaired, you may be able to use it. And one thing a lot of people don't understand is people who are visually impaired, a lot of them have some vision. Mm -hmm. So they have low vision. Um, at that time, I think Rose had about 6% of her vision remaining. She could see like a small area. Mm -hmm. So I get an email from her, like maybe 10 p.m. at night saying, I'm doing this race and um, I can't see the course because of the PDF. And I can't read PDFs because they're not very accessible. Mm -hmm. Can you help me get the course into Rungo? So I built a route and I put, I sent a message back. Here's the route. Um, and I assume she'd be running with a guide dog or a guide. And then two days later, she said, here's my blog I wrote about running with Rungo. And it was Rungo Go Solo, my first solo run in 10 years or something. Amazing. And she ran this trail race. <laughs> um, trail. <laughs> so it was like a fairly smooth trail, but a trail mm -hmm. race, 10K with no guide, um, without you know anyone to guide her and just ran it. And she had enough vision to like stay on the course, but not enough vision to figure out where the turns were. So she had this amazing experience. Has been an amazing advocate for our technology ever since. Um, and something to be so proud. And of. that was just so meaningful. But we've actually, and she said, first of all, as a, she said, her first time she felt free and independent, and no longer felt visually impaired, because she, whenever she's running with a guy, there's always someone you're tethered to, and just that freedom of running, without being like having to rely on someone. She just, she said, it was just so you know, empowering. Oh, that I honestly, I'm proud. I'm proud of you for that because yeah. I, 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 you have, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's freedom. I, I, I yes. truly appreciate that. Well, well, here's here's. I mean, do you do you do trail running or or number? Where where is your favorite? If you're going to tell anyone, and they should be doing it through your app. I mean, maybe yes. you should have Craig's, you know, <laughs> preferred route. But where is your favorite running route that I will bump into you when I am running? Again, air quotes here. Where yes. is your favorite route for that? Um, I mean, there's, there's places that I love running, but, um, I often just run in Stanley Park. I live, <clears throat> sorry, a couple of, um, maybe 1K from Stanley Park, mm -hmm. but not on the outside, in the trails. Mm. Um, so I didn't, I didn't realize some people have never run inside Stanley Park. They always run it outside. But, you know, I often go through the Rose Garden, around mm -hmm. Beaver Lake, <clears throat> up Bridal, Prospect Point, mm -hmm. check out the lookout, and then head to back down on one of the other trails. I think that's I, a beautiful I, place to run. I, I ride my bike through there all the time, so I I, yeah. I hope to bump into you at some point. Yes, yes, I, I, was just, I, I, I was just there before. Oh, before we talked today? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I was not. Yeah. Um, but I <laughs> wish I was, because it's a beautiful yes. day out there. It is, yes. Um, so, I mean, you told me about how you've empowered, you know, uh, visually impaired people. Um, you must have made so many of your clients happy and excited with your product, which I totally understand. But how's, how, how's your experience around supporting 
uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk differently enabled or just enabled people for that matter. Yeah. How, 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 anything you can share about uh, supporting these customers? So I think first of all, customer support is really important. Um, mm -hmm. It's something I mostly do myself and then um, a couple of colleagues help me, but we, we haven't yet implemented bots and things that to do it automatically that I keep thinking that I should do, but mm -hmm. I think the personal touch is important. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, but I get, you know, a fair amount of emails every day from people saying, Hey, um, there's this issue or I can't figure this out. And some of them are just like, um, people are not always thinking, um, <laughs> but sometimes we, we do release a version of the app and we make mistakes and break things. Or sometimes people find things are broken. And I used mm -hmm. to be super, super worried about like releasing the perfect build. Um, but then I realized when I released a build that was had a few bugs in, and then if you address those bugs, your customers will often like be even happier. So I've had people like, <laughs> thank you so much for fixing that bug. I just upgraded for premium. It was like, so we <laughs> broke it and then we fixed it and that made you upgrade. So um, I've realized- Is that a lesson that, there? <laughs> yes. So I've actually realized that you don't have to worry as much about bugs as long as you know, you're ready. So one mm -hmm. of our policies are we never release on Fridays. Really? Why, why Fridays? Uh, yes. Because if you're releasing on Friday and something breaks, your weekend is gone. <laughs> um, and I'm available on weekends, but my team is not available on weekends. Mm -hmm. And I, when if you break something on Friday, it's, it's not good when you're calling people on the weekends. Hey, we broke the app. And then I find that releases take longer over weekends as well. So, mm -hmm. And also, I think people aren't always being as cautious on Friday. So we don't release on Fridays. We try That's to release early in the week. And then if something breaks, we have a day or so to fix it. Um, and we can address things quicker that way. And you know, your weekend's a bit more relaxed when you know you haven't just released something, you're not monitoring it because we do monitor support a lot more cautiously after a release mm -hmm. because, um, you know, it's an active app with, you know, thousands of users, you know, and you know, if you break some people get upset very quickly. Um, but if you address it quickly, they're even happier than they would have been if you hadn't broke it. So I dig that. Well, you know what? Yeah. It's the old saying that they've said since the, the turn of the century is one man's yes. bugs is another man's features. So yes. I, I, I truly <laughs> understand that. Well, I'm, I, I, you know, I learned something today, which is good. Uh, will will the, the, the Friday, the Friday launch, because most people of course do launch on a Friday, which I, which I agree with, uh, you know, that's the end of the sprint and uh, a lot of people want to <laughs> push into the pipe. Um, but uh, you know what, if you, if you're, if you're, if you're new at this game and you like your weekends, Learn from Craig, push yeah. it on Monday, push it yeah, on you Tuesday. Can, you, can, you can submit on the Friday, but mm -hmm. we don't actually release things to public until Monday or or a week, you know, early in the week. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, well Craig, thank you so much for joining thank us you. today. It was it was always fun catching up and and hearing about you and 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 again congrats with Rungo. It's something I've always been you know proud of. And anytime that someone shows me that they got the watch, it's an app that I suggest right away as as this needs to be well, downloaded. I appreciate that. Fantastic. Well, have an amazing day. Enjoy the trails. And uh, I hope yes. to see you in Stanley Park running one day. Hopefully it's too. Okay. Have a good time. Okay. Cheers. Ahoy, Afternoon Tea listeners. If you got this far, I assume you like this episode. And that is awesome. Thank you. In such a case, please rate and review Afternoon Tea Podcasts and subscribe on Apple 
Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Afternoon Tea is a podcast focusing on the business of technology in Canada. We do have some great guests lined up for future episodes, but we'd love to hear your thoughts too. Please do let us know who you think should be on the show. You can do so by emailing me at podcast at ttt.studio. That is podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at ttt, that's three T's, dot studio, S-T-U-D-I-O. You will notice there is no dot com because we are that sophisticated. Furthermore, you can find us on social media at TTT underscore studios. I look forward to chatting with you soon.